From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we talk about the impact rejection has on a spouse's willingness to initiate again and what the two of you can do to turn it around. And I want you to think about this quote attributed to Anonymous that says, being afraid of things going wrong isn't the way to make things go right. Ooh, I like that. I like that quote. Well, and as we're talking about rejection and initiating after being rejected, you know, there's a lot to that that we're going to unpack in today's show, but we start everyone extraordinary marriage show with a hug and a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family someone whose marriage is is going through transformation who's had their hope restored and this week's hug is sponsored by casper now casper is a sleep brand that makes expertly designed products to help you get your best rest one night at a time mm-hmm. they provide products that are cleverly designed to mimic the human curves providing supportive comfort for all kinds of bodies And we know you in the one family, we got all kinds of bodies here. Now, the original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. Which we just love. Absolutely. (laughs) A little bounce is always good for the One Extraordinary Marriage family. Yep. Now, Casper offers a wide array of other products like pillows and sheets to ensure an overall better sleep experience. And all Casper products are designed, developed, and assembled right here in the United States. With over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars across Casper, Amazon, and Google, Casper is becoming the internet's favorite mattress. You can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com one and using O-N-E at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Now this hug, we don't often get hugs from this source, but this hug came from an Instagram post that we had put up. uh, Somebody had commented on it. Mm -hmm. And she said, like many others, I was a wife in serious need of reassurance, strength, and guidance in a marriage broken by mistrust. I searched through podcasts and stumbled on yours. It was such a comfort to find a Christian couple whose story was similar to ours. Hearing your testimony helped me to understand my husband and find the strength to not only forgive him, but make a commitment to thrive. Mm. We now practice the intimacy lifestyle and have been connect and have connected in a way we have not done so in years. Right on. Thank you for the transparency and vulnerability you and your wife share. You are helping to save so many marriages. God bless. Mm. I love those. Those. That's why we do what we do every day. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, so many of you ask us, you know, where, where does this podcast come from? Why do we do the podcast? That right there is why is why we do the podcast it's for you guys. In, in all honesty, I mean, we get we get asked so many times, like, why did you start the podcast and what was it for? And many of you who've been listening for us for a long time know that we started in our garage and it was just it was a hobby. It was something we wanted to do to share what we felt was a, a lack. There was a, there was something missing in the market for those of us growing up in our time, dealing with kids and everything else. And what does it really look like to, to have a couple speak openly, honestly, and transparently? For those of you who are new to the show, 
honestly, we're, we're honored and blessed to have you. If you mm-hmm. found it through a search or a friend shared it with you, thank you for, for joining us. But, you know, over the years, these hugs have made all the difference. The, the hugs honestly keep us going day to day, week to week. So keep sharing them. Keep Just keep going after it in your own marriage, man. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. So keep going after it. Absolutely. And as Tony said, in today's show, we're going to be talking about the impact that rejection has on a spouse's willingness to initiate again. And this came about because I had a coaching conversation the other day with a husband whose marriage has been through the ringer. I mean, so often you hear me kind of talk about the generalities and and this couple has been rocked by emotional disconnect. They've got lack of sex. I mean, you name it. Uh Right. And, And they're in the process of trying to heal, but and there's always a but, but sex is still an issue for the two of them because they're walking through this process and she wants him to initiate. And yet he's struggling to do so after all the years of rejection that they've had in their marriage. And and as he's sharing this Mm -hmm. during our coaching session, I couldn't help but just go back in time in our own marriage to, to places where we've dealt with rejection ourselves. Yeah. And I want to say one thing too. I think the, the, the major place that we see this played out, and I think most of you will agree with this, is in your sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. It's the rejection that happens when there's an advance that's going on, be it from the wife or the husband. This is, this is not like, oh, all husbands are rejected and, and the wives are the ones who are rejecting. No, 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 no. This goes both ways. It's happened both ways in our own marriage. We've we've heard enough from you in the one family to know that this is not just men who are getting rejected. The wives are as well. And yet, I also want you to think about, because we're going to talk more about the sexual side of this, but when we're talking about this, also think of your other intimacies. Mm -hmm. Have you been rejected or how have you rejected your spouse in your emotional intimacy, conversation, talking, financial intimacy, Mm -hmm. spiritual intimacy? So even though we're going to really dive into the sexual side of things, make sure you also think, wow, have I rejected my spouse in our emotional intimacy and now I want him or her to connect with me in conversation and yet... They're not. Mm-hmm. So how do we get back on track so that I am not rejecting them and they're willing, they have a willingness to even engage me so we can get back on track. That's good. That's good. It's important to know as we start this conversation that rejection causes the same pain and causes a strong a pain as, as a physical hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. We like to think, well, we're just using our words or maybe we're not even using words or just using an action and, you know, like turning away or things like that. No big deal. Right. Like I didn't, it's not like I hit you. It's not like, you know, I did anything physical to you. And yet the way the brain processes rejection, it's the same thing. The problem mm-hmm. is, is that we can't see the damage that our physical or that our rejection does to our spouse. Because there's no, there's no blood. There's no skin that's been opened up. There's, there's no bandaid that needs to get put on for us to be reminded of that. Absolutely. And so, so you don't know how deep the hurt is or how severe it is. And you also don't know if it's healing, which is, which is where, you know, this comes up when I'm working with coaching clients that, that they're working on these different areas of their marriage, but then the, the rejection factor whether we're talking about the sexual intimacy or emotional intimacy or financial, it's still there because there's Mm. a hurt that hasn't been addressed. And Tony and I lived this, you know, we did a show, one of our very, very first shows. It was episode 
three three yeah i think mcdonald's theory i'll look it up but i think it's episode three i'll also have it in the show notes for everybody because what happened when tony and i did our 60 days of sex challenge we had made a decision that you know we were going to say yes for the 60 days there were you know we weren't going to have sex if somebody was sick out of town or if i had my period those were those were the only days off yeah it is episode three it is episode three perfect and it wasn't until we got into that space of saying yes to one another all the time that i realized how often i had said no Mm-hmm. Or how often, just even in that space where my knee-jerk reaction was to be like, I- I'm too tired, or it's been a long day, or the kids have been all over me. And, and and all of these things built to this place where as we're in the 60 Days of Sex Challenge, all of a sudden I had to realize, wow, you know, I, I just, I've rejected over and over and over again. And, and I started to see that there was a shift happening when we were in the 60 Days of Sex Challenge where I wasn't rejecting Tony where he knew, you know, just like we say at, at the opening of every show where scheduling sex takes the guesswork out of knowing when you're going to get some. Well, he knew for two mm-hmm. months, right? No rejection. No rejection. We have since, and, and I want to just share this, is that our bedroom, because of the 60 Days of Sex Challenge and because of the intimacy lifestyle, our bedroom is a no rejection zone. And we're going to definitely dig that, into that a little bit are. more mm-hmm. just as far as strategy around this. But here we were in this place of 60 days of no rejection. So Tony knew for that period of time. But then we had to go into the what's next, right? How do we, how do we create a shift in our marriage? Because we did the 60 days of sex challenge, guys, after we'd been married. 11 years. 11 years. So just wrap your head around that for a second. 11 years of pretty steady rejection. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't say that as, as a brag. I say that as here's how I treated my husband. And I want you to know that change is possible. Yeah. And I'm going to just share with those of you who um, are, are and have rejected your spouse where they may just be fine and dandy and you think they're good. I will say there are walls that are built up. There are walls that are built up um, around their heart, around how close they want to get to you. So, so just think about that as well as, as we go through the show today. See, one of the decisions that we'd made when we did the 60 days of sex challenge was that we were going to take turns initiating. Yes, right? we had to, because it couldn't be one side. I was going to go crazy if that was the case. And, and so coming out of that, we had to make a decision. How are we going to keep this up? And how are we going to, how are we going to engage Tony in the initiating part? Because let me tell you something, the effect of that 11 years of me rejecting Tony was that Tony had eventually gotten to a point where he really didn't initiate at all. And and if he did, it was kind of a, I don't really expect this to go anywhere. So sort of half-hearted and and I never initiated. I mean, probably birthday, maybe. Maybe. It was rare. I can't remember. It's been so long ago now, but it it wasn't enough. Let's put it this way. 21 years married, it wasn't enough for me to remember at this point in time in my life. Now, if you ask him about, you know, sex in the last month. Oh, yeah, that's a different story. Exactly. And that's what we want to get you guys to. And that's Mm -hmm. what we're going to be talking about in the show. But I want you to understand what happens with these patterns of rejection. Because over time, rejection is going to lead to paralysis. It's going to lead to somebody saying, "Ah, I can't go forward. I can't make that move. You know, and so they're in this, this paralyzed state. And if you have enough paralysis or if you have paralysis over time, it's going to lead to a disconnect. 
between the two of you because there's, there's a component of your marriage that's not there. There's a component to your marriage that's not thriving. And that disconnect is going to lead you to have thoughts like, he doesn't desire me. She doesn't acknowledge that this is a problem in our marriage. You're going to have these voices, literally voices in your head. Mm -hmm. You're going to be talking to yourself and you're going to have all of this chatter going. That's not healthy. It just leads to to more more disconnect, Mm -hmm. right? And that disconnect, as that grows over time, if it's not arrested, it's going to lead to the death of your relationship. And again, like Tony said at the start of the show, we're not just talking about your sexual intimacy, right? Rejection around sexual intimacy is very, it's tangible. You can, but this happens with emotional intimacy. It happens with spiritual intimacy and financial intimacy as well. So, so don't just get into this place where Tony and Lisa are only talking about sex. No, it's just tangible. It's just tangible. And part of what we've got to undo is this idea that one person is always the initiator And one person is always the one who is pursued, right? This place of one person's always, because in that place, it puts all of the burden, all of the responsibility on one person. And it creates an environment where rejection thrives. Yeah. And it gets tougher and tougher to get back up on that horse, the proverbial horse and Mm -hmm. say, all right, I'm going to ride this thing again. Because you, because literally, literally, I want, and yet it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough. You know, as the quote, you know, at the beginning of the show said, being afraid of things going wrong isn't the way to make things go right. Well, mm-hmm. right now, the person in your marriage who's constantly initiating being rejected and has been rejected over and over is afraid of things going wrong mm-hmm. again and again. But it's not the way to make things go right. So that's what we're going to really be discussing here in a moment. But I want you to understand that there is a fear factor Mm. that begins to build up. Because like Elisa said earlier, the rejection is just like a physical pain. Mm -hmm. And to be rejected over and over is like being hit or, or cut or whatever it may be. But that pain is real to the person. I just... You, the way you describe it there, the pain is real. And that's such, that's such a tangible image. It hurts. It, it hurts. I mean, as much as uh, I can't remember the times Elisa initiated for some reason, subconsciously, the way our mind works and our bodies work, I can remember the rejection mm-hmm. to this day. I'm over it. Believe me, folks, I'm, I'm well over it. I'm done with it. And yet when we bring these things up, it stirs in me the pain that I felt for so long. And it's it, it sometimes, if I were to sit there, if we were still in that spot in our marriage today, I would be paralyzed. Mm-hmm. I would be fearful of asking because there is nothing better on the other side of that. And it's one of those things that, that you've got to look at this from both perspectives, right? You, you've got to understand if you're the one rejecting your spouse, you've got to understand the weight that they're carrying because they're, they're carrying the weight of guessing is today going to be a good day, right? Will my advances get me anywhere? Or is this going to be another no? And and all that weight, I'm telling you, you, you know, if you're carrying extra weight emotionally, you don't, you don't move forward. Mm -hmm. And, and I know some of you are like, okay, Elisa, Tony, I get it. There's this weight in my marriage. 
I, I got to tell you first and foremost, what changed in our marriage? Because when we did that 60 days challenge, you become, when, when you do any type of sex challenge, right? When you decide that you're going to say yes, I don't care if it's seven days or if it's 60 days or anywhere in between, you start to become aware of all of your patterns, right? Like I said earlier, I became aware of all the times that I said that I would say no to Tony because they were still there. That, that inclination, that knee jerk was still there, but then it was, okay, I, I made a decision that I'm going to overcome this. I'm going to push through. We decided I was going to say yes. So I, I came aware of that, but I also became aware of what was happening when I was saying yes to Tony during the 60 days. I, I don't know how many of you remember the old life cereal commercials where there was a little kid, Mikey. And uh, if you don't, <laughs> I'm sure you can Google it. But, wow. I, you know, I, I'm in my mid 40s. So those of you. Is it the know. Mikey says? Well, no, they would say, they would say something like, you know, give it to Mikey, Mikey, you know, Mikey, Mikey always eats it. He likes it. it. He likes it. You know, Mikey likes it. And that was really like, like that was how Tony started to really come out of a shell. Right. Because he knew it didn't matter if he called me. And I remember this happening. He called me one night. He'd gone up to Orange County to visit some friends. He was like, you know, had Google maps open. He's like, babe, I'm going to be home at 1157. Yeah. I'm like, I'll be. I was saying no traffic. We were, we were like, okay, we can make this happen. We what, can make this happen. As long as we start on this side of, of today, you know, or, or if I would call him up and say, Hey, you know, no kids this afternoon. And he's like, I'm home, right? Like I will rearrange my schedule. And it was that awareness that all of a sudden started to create a shift, mm-hmm. but it wasn't just the awareness. It was the willingness to create change in our marriage because out of that awareness became became this or came the sense of, I don't want to keep doing what we're doing and hope for a different result. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That whole definition of insanity. And a lot of, you know what I'm talking about? Cause you've been banging your head against the wall going, why are we stuck in this, you know, rinse and repeat cycle? I had to be willing to say yes more than I was saying no. Cause the no, it was probably like nine no's to everyone. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now we've kind of flipped that on its head. It's probably nine yeses and every once in a while there's a no. Mm-hmm. It was this this willingness to create a no rejection zone in our bedroom. And, and I know that that has had a huge impact on Tony's willingness to initiate. As, as we stepped into this place to say, you know what? Those four walls where we sleep and where our bed is, no rejection in there. And let me, let me put a little caveat in here. We've been doing the intimacy lifestyle long enough. We've done eight, seven days of sex challenges. We've done our 60 days of sex challenge. We, we, we've had a lot of sex. And I will have to say that there are still times mm-hmm. when that will creep in. It will, it will, it'll creep its ugly little head back up in our room. And we got to say, nope. And we got to be willing to address it um, openly and honestly with each other. Not there in the bedroom. Sometimes it's not right there in that moment. It, it sometimes has to be just sort of curbed until a coffee break or something else. And yet it, it can creep back in. So it's not, please do not get the idea that because we said no rejection zone, it's just never happened in, in that bedroom. Um, that it, would be a lie. That would be an absolute lie. It does still happen, but it's so infrequent. Well, and you touched on a good thing or a strong point right there is that we now have the ability to speak around our sex life and to speak to one another uh-huh. about what's going on so that if there is rejection on either side, because it's happened on both sides of our bed, that we're able to to talk through that, uh-huh. right? It's not just, but it wasn't just me having to change. 
Like, I want to be real clear that, 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 that shift to create an environment where Tony was willing to change, that wasn't just about me. It was also about Tony really taking a, a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really coming out and, and, and expressing and knowing that what we were going to do, we were going to stick to it. Mm. Wasn't going to be perfect all, you know, all 365 days a year, we were going to face some challenges. Mm-hmm. And yet we were on the same page together. So we we made a couple of things that, th- there are a few things that really come up to my head and in, in my mind when I think back of how are we able and how am I able to initiate again after the rejection for so long? And one of them was the no rejection zone. By far, us being willing to come together and saying that is not, our bedroom is not the place to reject one another has been huge. And again, we already talked about that. It's not 365 days it, perfect in there. And I will even say that my advances at times, maybe in the kitchen or the dining room or when we're out or in the car can be turned down for good reason at times because I haven't really felt out Elisa to know where, where she's at or maybe it's just really late at night and I'm just feeling frisky. So it can still happen. So it's not like there's a no rejection zone and it never happens again, but we understand it. Um, One of the big things, the way um, we were able and I was able to communicate my frustration. So a lot of times it's, and here's a, a simple example you guys can use is saying, I feel X when you Y to address those times when the rejection still happens. So I feel rejected. I feel put down. I feel pushed away when you don't, or when you happen to do this, or when you look the other way, make a gesture, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's a big one. It's a big one, but choosing to trust that this would work. Having an optimistic view. And I don't, I don't, we don't talk much about motivational stuff here. I don't, I don't feel, but this is one area that I, I, I really think can serve all of us. Well, mm-hmm. let's look at the glass half full instead of half empty. It's full. There's water in it. Praise God. You have another day of breath in your lungs. Live it, live it fully, live it joyfully. And I truly believe that if we can see the goodness that is in our spouse, we can overcome the trust issues we do have. Now, sometimes it's going to take a little more work. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's going to take a little more direction. Sometimes it's going to take a little more uh, of us getting together or maybe even bringing somebody in to help us there. But I do believe that. And lastly, for me, I got to let things just roll off. When I was younger, I wouldn't. I wanted to hold on to everything. I wanted to make sure that Elisa knew that she hurt me. And because she hurt me, I was mad and I was upset and I was going to let her know it, not just then, but I was going to let her know it tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And as I've gotten older and I've been through this long enough and I've seen the hurt and the pain when we just hold on and we hold on and we don't allow just forgiveness to fall over us, then we're stuck. And so honestly, there are a lot of times when I just let things roll off and call it good and go to my prayer time and just deal with it on my own and with God. Mm-hmm. Wow. If that doesn't help you start to go, how am I going to break through 
in this area of my marriage, then go back and listen to the last couple of minutes. Listen to it again. Because each one of those areas or each one of those steps that Tony talked about, that wasn't just a one-time step. No. Can I tell you, we've been working at this for the last 10, 11 years. And, and we continue to work at it because we're human. It doesn't matter that we're behind these mics. If rejection has been a factor in your marriage, it's time for the two of you to start talking about it. Sweeping it under the rug is not going to make your marriage better. Ignoring it isn't healing your marriage. It's not getting you to the place where you're going to get more initiating on either side of the marriage bed. Marriage was never designed to be a sexless relationship. It wasn't designed to be a relationship devoid of any of the intimacies right? That, that the whole idea of two people coming together was that, that each of these intimacies would flourish and, and would flourish over the course of, of, of your life together. It's not a place that was designed to, to be a life of repeated rejection. And I just want to say that if this has been, you know, if you're feeling challenged by this show, if you're feeling overwhelmed by the rejection in your relationship, it might be time to just like that husband I, that I shared with you at the beginning, it might be time for the two of you to consider coaching. R sometimes it's hard to move past this by yourselves. Mm -hmm. It truly is. And if, if that's you, stop, stop making excuses. Stop saying this, this can't work out. Stop. You know what? Sometimes you just got to go, you know what? Again, the, the glass is half full and something good's going to come out of this. So, so let's get it. Let's go, let's go schedule a session with Elisa. Let's get in there. Let's start diving into this. Mm -hmm. And like she said, go to one slash coaching. And as the two of you are, are thinking through this topic, or maybe it's you listening to the show and just going, okay, what does this look like for us? It's, it's being committed to making your marriage great again, to making your sex life great again, and starting with creating a vision of what you want your sex life to look like, right? If it hasn't been where you want it to be, then let's start by creating the vision for what you want it to be, right? What does romance look like? What does initiating look like? How do you say yes more than you say no to mm -hmm. your spouse, right? What does creating a no rejection zone look like yeah. And I, and I just want to give a couple of things in here. I, I love what Elisa's bringing up, but I'll, I'll, I'm going to put stuff in the show notes and I'm going to tell you guys some things to look at. So romance, uh, we got a great article on it. 15 ways to romance your spouse over the next 30 days. So good. Boom. 15 ways. So every other day you have an ability to romance your spouse. I'm going to put it, I'm going to put that in the show notes. Um, the second one initiating, if you've had challenges initiating or not sure what it looks like, raise your hand. I, I'm raising mine because we've been there and we still are learning at times. So we have this great free resource you can pick up. It's called discover the top 10 ways to initiate sex with your spouse tonight. So that's at one extraordinary marriage.com slash initiate. Mm -hmm. Both of these will be in the show notes. Check them out. They're here for you. They're here for you so that you can grow, make them yours though, mm -hmm. personalize them. Maybe not every single thing that we have on that romance list is going to work. Tweak it. The initiating, maybe all 10 aren't for you. Maybe it's only four of them. Well, geez, Louise, that's better than none. The thing is, you guys, 
you don't have to be stuck in this pattern of rejection. You don't have to be in this place of, of going, I don't think that I can initiate again. Because the truth of the matter is, is that as the two of you heal your relationship and you dig into this place of saying, we together as a team are going to make this better. I'm telling you, it is possible to have a spouse who will initiate after rejection. It is possible to have this area or any of the other intimacies in your marriage be healthy and thriving. Even if rejection was part of your past story, it doesn't have to be part of your present. And it definitely doesn't have to be part of your future. But it starts with you. It starts with you making a decision that today is going to be different, that today is not going to be a repeat, that today you're going to say, you know what, I'm drawing that line in the sand and we are doing something different. Yeah, so good. All right, you guys, man, we hit the nail on the head today. I'm hoping you guys were able to soak that in. Here's, here's the thing. If you know somebody this is why you can be a light in your in your community. If you know a girlfriend, if you know a guy friend, if you know somebody in your family or a friend or a pastor or whoever maybe have, has been impacted by rejection, share this with them. Because guess what? By doing that, you're taking the step to even heal yourself. And that is cool. So the big thing is get out there. Because you got rejected once, twice, a hundred times, doesn't mean you can't overcome it. It's just, are you willing to see something different and go after it? Maybe differently than you have before. And it's going to take some work on both of your parts, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, and Elisa would say the same, the joy, the, the refreshing, um, amazing sexual experience that we get to enjoy each and every week. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.